Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Rabbi Patrick Podcast, episode five and three quarters. Coffee talk. Coffee talk. Coffee talk inspired by Linda Richman of SNL fame, Mike Myers, who uh, used to, he came up with that character based on his mother-in-law. Yeah, it's true. It's true. She is Linda Richman. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm glad she exists. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with my friend Emily. Hi, I'm Emily. Yeah. So uh, we are doing an episode uh, that is not about conversion. And because the last episode was not about conversion, that means it has to be episode five and three quarters as opposed to episode like seven or eight or whatever we're on right now. But we're going to talk about coffee. I have a feeling that there are coffee people out there in iTunes land and Podbean land. And uh, so Emily is a barista. Is, is there a, a feminized version of barista or all people baristas? We are all baristas, so far as I know. Um, I feel like I have heard the term barrister, maybe? but I Baristas. Baristas. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's just barista. I feel like I have Googled that before because <laughs> I Google many, many things in relation to coffee. Um and just a quick history note, Patrick and I met in a coffee shop while I was working. Do we want to talk about how we met and how we know each other? Oh, we probably should, because that's the best way to make fun of you for drinking venti frappuccinos. Go for it. You can tell the story then. Um, so I have been a barista for close to nine years. I think I'm coming up on ten years. Um, so a long time. And then my first year, I think it was. Really? Yeah, that would be about right, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was my first year. Um, and walks this kid, and he wants his venti frappuccinos with extra chips and extra mocha drizzle and double blended. And can I just say, this was not for me, by the way. This is for a girl I was dating. He did, putting... he did say that at the time, but there were always two of them. So in my head, um, <laughs> I, I was making fun of him just a little bit, but... Um, I, I only judge people so much. Uh, and I, much like Meredith, I did make comments about his flaming Jesus tattoo, which he pointed out was Yahweh. And I said, yes, what I said, flaming Jesus. <laughs> um, and then whenever he came in, it was just, I'm happy to see your face. And he was one of my regulars. And then he briefly became my roommate, um, which is now why it's funny to, because I will throw in a conversion shout out. I'll throw in a conversion shout out. Um, I am a conversion student, and when I was debating this path, I had several friends that said, well, do you know Patrick, you know, Rabbi Patrick? And I was like, you mean my roommate? <laughs> you mean the guy where my dog peed on his bed when he moved That's in? That's true. We were just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that guy? Um, no. Who's Rabbi Patrick? I'm unsure. Tell me more about him. I don't know. So, um, I've done this coffee gig for a minute, and the hard part about coffee is not everybody I work with likes it. <laughs> um, so, it's it's a passion I have, right? I mean, I guess it'd have to be. You wouldn't work in the same company for nine years if you didn't like the product. Um, but yeah, he said, do you have ideas for a podcast? And I said, coffee? Okay. Well, and the reason why the coffee thing I thought was great, other than the fact that I happen to like coffee, is that um, I did a session for a Jewish learning retreat where I talked about coffee and spirituality. So 90% of this podcast is going to be you teaching me, and then okay. I'm going to throw in a Jewy thing at some point. So, yep, yep. Okay, so before we get started, uh, a couple of announcements. So... Um, the first thing is uh, a shout out to Ken Lane. Uh, so Ken is, uh, I'm calling him the executive producer, even though like literally we're sitting in my dining table with a bunch of snacks and coffees. Like clearly there is no one producing this. <laughs> it's not, a, it's, yeah, as I said, production quality is very low. We had to bring very, our own snacks. Very sparse. <laughs> Absolutely. I had to bring our own snacks and coffee. There's no green room. Um, but in any case, so... 
you know, Ken sent me a Facebook message, which you can do. You can find me on Facebook. I don't have a Facebook page for myself, which is something we were debating. Uh, actually, before we started the podcast um, this morning was, you know, to what degree do people need multiple Facebook pages? But so Ken and I were talking on Facebook and um, we go back and forth about audio quality. So Literally, this whole thing is being recorded on my cell phone, um, and he said, you know, you might want to up your game a little bit, and so he became the executive producer, which means his job was to go figure out what I needed, and so he figured it out, and he sent me a, a sort of a shopping list, and because this is not something that I'm paid to do, this is my hobby, um, I, I knew I needed to kind of figure out, how, well, how am I going to pay for all this stuff? So I started a GoFundMe. And so what I need is about a thousand bucks, and here's what that pays for: um, two microphones and headsets. Uh, so people like right now, literally, the microphone is sitting in the center of the table, and I'm just hoping we pick up all of the sound right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I need that. Um, I also need there's this adapter that goes into a computer so that you can plug multiple USB cables into one thing and then it goes into the computer. So that's something I need. And the third thing, which is really the biggest thing, I need a computer. Um, what people don't realize when they see me at the coffee shop with the laptop is that I don't actually own that. That is the property of Punctura. Um, so I have a laptop that I use for work um, and that's it. So I don't want to mix business and pleasure. So um, I need something. I found a refurbished, like two generations ago, MacBook or or an Air or something like that um, uh, on Apple. So I put that in the list. Um, if someone has a computer that they'd rather donate, that would be super cool. Um, but I'm not going to ask that because that's like a crazy favor to ask. Um, but like that could be an option. Um, I don't have to use a, a Mac, but it's the only thing I know how to use. So that's kind of part of that. In any case, I've started a GoFundMe account. I'd really appreciate it if you like the podcast, if you want the audio quality to improve, because it sounds it sounds like high-pitched Kylo Ren vocal, like <laughs> like, but it's like, you know. It's, it's squeak. It's like Mickey Mouse in the Kylo Ren mask in a well is basically what the podcast sounds yeah, like. The well part is definitely accurate. There are times where I've listened to it. I listen to the podcast. I'm cool. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, there are times Fan where, number one sitting right across from me. Where I'm like, whoa, what's happening? Like, did he all of a sudden descend into a trash can? Like, yeah. why is there It's because so I much? did. Oh, okay. It's because I did. It's because you're truly Oscar the Crow. I jumped right back into the trash can from which I came. Fair enough. Um, so I want to improve that. Listen, more people are going to listen if the audio quality is better. So if you would help me, I'd appreciate it. Um, the best way you can help out, if you go on rabbipatrick.com, there's a um, thing where you can sign up to get on an email list. I send one email a week, something like that, just to tell people, like, you know, hey, the podcast has come out, what have you. Um, in that list, um, I'll send you a link to donate. Um, so you're not going to find this link. You'll, you can find it on my personal Facebook. You're not going to find it in any job thing I do, um, again, because this is a hobby. Um, but you can go on the Rabbi Patrick podcast, uh, website, sign up. You'll get the link there. Or you can find me on Facebook, my own personal Facebook. Um, and I think it's like the first of two posts uh, on my Facebook. So please donate. Like I said, a thousand bucks is a ton of money. The last fundraiser I did, uh, we built wells as part of Charity Water. We raised, I think, about 360 bucks. That was for wells in countries where people don't have water. So I recognize that like paying for some headsets is probably a low priority for you guys. But if you want the podcast to improve, if you want to not sound like Mickey Mouse, Kylo Ren, and a well, um, you might want to get in on that. So, please help. Um, okay, so that's that. So, let's get to talking about uh, barista-ing, being a baristas. Barista-sing. Okay, so you've been you've been a barista for 10 years. Yeah. And you're a barista at a well-known coffee shop, and we'll just leave it at that. Yes, and uh, in fact, I will throw out there that <clears throat> if you are a coffee drinker and you do uh, visit said coffee shops, you will recognize the coffee names that we were talking about, yeah. and um, some of them may be up for 
uh, for this week, which means if you have an interest in pairing some food with some of the stuff that we talk about, feel free to, because, um, yeah, you'll, you'll recognize a couple. And I thought it was funny when you said you were going to come by the house and you were going to bring coffee and we were going to do this, because I, okay, so... I used to have um, an office, which wasn't really an office. I rented a desk um, at, a, at a sort of work co-op that was next door to a hipster coffee joint. Okay. And so, you know, everything is just, you know, it's almost like craft beer. Like everything right. has bizarre names like, well, this is our mustache wax, right. you know, Kona blend with, bl-, and I'm just like, this doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> um, right. So I was expecting like bags of like this kind of stuff. And then you're like, okay. Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You And you said, like, look, I went to Starbucks and grabbed stuff. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Works for me. I mean, I get a lot of free coffee, so uh, use it. Yeah. That and, um, so a lot of the stuff that I will go over is technically universal, um, but... So, one of the things that I was going to talk about was roast, light roast, dark roast, medium roast. What does that mean? What does that look like? What does it taste like? Um, how do I know what I like? And the thing is, is you can say, this is my mustache, wax, blue, java, kona, <laughs> golden seal of mecca, you know, brought down by the angels. Okay, great. Um, so, how is it processed? How did you roast it? Um, because a lot of Indonesian coffees can handle the heat. They can handle being a dark roast. Is your Kona a dark roast? No? Well, I don't like, I don't like that. But, you know, because Kona has this gold seal of approval, because it's, you know, oh, it's Kona, it's, it's from Hawaii, they come in small batches, it's grown in volcanic ash, it's, you know, I don't know. Right. Paraded around by the mayor. I don't know. I don't know what they do to it. Um, they probably, like, I don't know. They're, I've heard of the monkey poop coffee. I've not had the monkey poop coffee. I've heard of this, too. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it could be on par with monkey poop coffee. But, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, it's, uh, you know, like, just because there's a name and an origin doesn't necessarily mean you're going to like what they did to it. So we have so we have origin, yes. we have roast. Yes. We have how you prepare it, so french press and pour over. Um, I mean, is that it? Are those the essentials like if you know where something comes from, how it's roasted, and how you made the water and the beans interact? Are you pretty much yes. Could you could you fake it like, you know, among um, among a bunch of, you know, uh, Apple product user looking people with hoodies and and all that stuff. Yes, because they all drink caramel frappuccinos. No, um, <laughs> but the truth comes out. Dun 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 dun. dun. Okay, um, let's uh, let's talk about this. So pictures of all of this stuff are going to go up on um, my personal Facebook, so so people will see this stuff. Um, okay, so what what do we start with? Do we start with the the origins? Like we have the names of these things. Do we start with that? Do we start with roast? What's the what do you want to start with? So, I will start with origin, okay. um, because, like I said, um, I have the Komodo Dragon Blend, which sounds very fancy. I don't remember what I did with the bag. It's somewhere. Um, but I do know it's an Indonesian blend, which means it's from the South Pacific, um, but it's not a single origin. It's a blend. Um, like I said, I can tell you roughly where it came from, which means it's it's you know, a close sister to Kona, but it's different because so, Kona is single origin and it's not. So does origin, is origin just about sort of brownie points that you knew where something came from and then you can say like, I, I is it like wine snobbery or is it truly like, I only, only like Sumatrans that were grown during this season and, you know, my friend Steve, you know, the Whatever picks them. Yeah. Both of those is actually yes. Yes is actually a correct answer to both of those. Because, okay. um, so origin, I didn't bring any African coffees because I'm a terrible person. Um, <laughs> but each origin has a pretty similar flavor profile. Um, your Latin American coffees would be described as clean, okay. which means it's not going to leave much of a lingering aftertaste on your tongue. Okay. Um, bright, uh, citrusy, which really just means acid. It's okay. going to taste a little bit more sour. Um, okay. 
Except for the Cassie Cielo that I brought. It's a Guatemalan. I like Guatemalan coffees because they have a cocoa-ness to it. But it even says, like, you know, lemon or cocoa. Okay. Um, the Indonesian coffees are described as earthy. And if you are asking yourself, what does earthy taste like? Eat a mushroom or lick some dirt. It means it tastes dark and dirty. Um... The Komodo itself kind of has a spiciness to it, and okay. as does Sumatra. They're both known for being spicy. Um, and then Latin Americans, speaking of wine, are mm-hmm. notorious for having wine flavors, okay. um, commonly used in iced coffees. Okay. Because that was a method that I forgot to do, um, is slow uh, iced coffee versus double strength iced coffee, so... Okay. Fail. We can do double strength, meaning that you just you know brew the heck out of it, and then you put some ice on top yes. versus doing it the quote unquote right way. The pin- that Pinterest has told me. Well, and Pinterest is correct because it cuts out a lot of the acid um, that okay. you get from applying heat to the bean. Okay. Um, kind of like cooking tomatoes. Okay. Is the best way to put it. Gotcha. Like if you cook a tomato, you're going to pull out a lot of the brightness and the acidity. You eat a raw tomato, it's going to be a little bit sweeter. Okay, And sure. so when you cold brew, you're maintaining the sweetness. Okay, gotcha. Um, and because African coffees have a lot of cherry notes, a lot of fruit notes. Okay. So, I mean, it's possible to be like, I only like African coffees because I only like this whatever. Um, a few years ago, I say a few, it might have been five, um, tsunamis mm-hmm. hit the Indonesian area. Right. So we had a limited range of Sumatra. So right. I think prices might have increased in certain markets. I don't know if like my company specifically was hit, but I know that you know there were customers that were like, "Why is there not as much?" Right. Because there is physically not as much. Right. So had that been I don't know what 2012, that might have been a bad year for Sumatra. You might not have liked your Sumatran coffee because you couldn't get it. So right. like I said, the answer to both of those questions is yes, um, but. Uh, really, the real question is when it comes to blends, because we change our Christmas blend a little bit every mm-hmm. year. Okay. Every year, um, like I said, maybe it has more Sumatra, maybe it has a different age Sumatra, because then you can age your coffee, just like your wine, um, and just like other stuff. I don't know much about what that does. I just know that Starbucks really likes aging Sumatra a lot. And Interesting. Everything. If there's a fancy blend, it's probably in there. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Huh. Okay. So we have so we have these origins, and then we have blends, um, and so then the next thing is roast. So how does the roast situation work? So again, back to cooking. That's exactly how it works. Okay. Um, if you don't apply heat to your bean for long, you have a light roast. Okay. If your bean sits in whatever they are roasting it in until you know three weeks from now, it's a dark roast. Okay. You can be pretty confident, you know, confident that that's okay. a dark roast. Sure. And, and if you, you know, roast it somewhere in between, it's a medium roast. Okay. I mean, that's I mean, roast is, is exactly what it sounds like. Um, light roast is going to, believe it or not, here's one of the myths that I should have thrown out there. Light roast has more caffeine than dark roast. I would believe that because you're not cooking out... Exactly. Caffeine, right? Exactly. Uh-huh. But you have so many people that come in and they're like, well, I don't, you know, my store brew is primarily dark roast and everybody's like, oh, I don't want that because it's too strong and I'll be up all night. And I'm like, you're adorable. I mean, you're going to be up all night anyway, but right. if you get blonde roast, have fun with that. Interesting. <laughs> um, but blonde roast also doesn't have as much flavor. Um, and as I was telling Patrick before we started the podcast, I saw a Food Network short don't remember who it was. It was years and years ago. Like I said, I Google many things. If coffee tastes sour to you, you don't like light roast. I don't like light roast. It tastes like sour water. Um, if your coffee tastes burnt, um, ashy, smoky, uh-huh. you don't like dark roast. Now explain the difference to me between roast and strength. So, again, that one is also pretty straightforward. Um okay. Because if you put one tablespoon of coffee into, you know, six ounces of water, it's going to be weaker than two tablespoons of coffee. Okay, sure. In six ounces of water. And then that comes down to personal preference. Okay. Because Starbucks, we're going to do two to six. Right. I think most people probably do one to six. I'm not positive. I 
I need to sit down with Mr. Coffee and figure out like how much two cups actually are. Because I know okay. back when I used a Mr. Coffee, I would use like a, hoop, a, a hooping. Not a heaping, a hooping. Uh, <laughs> I like that, a hooping. <laughs> tablespoon of um, coffee. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really strong at the time. Um, but now that I chew my coffee instead of drinking it, um, you know, that's fine. It tastes fine. I can drink it. But it's, you know, and people are like, man, my coffee's really strong. Most of the time I'm like, you're cute. Thanks. Yeah. I like it. Um, but so a lot of people are like, oh, Starbucks coffee tastes burnt. No, a lot of times our coffee just tastes too strong. And okay. if you add a little bit of hot water to it. It'll be better. It's going to taste exactly like how you make it at home. So what's going to taste stronger if you get a brewed coffee or if you do an Americano? Um... Oh, it's hard. Or does that just depend on the amount of water? Uh, yeah, a lot of times it has to do with the amount of water. Because if you get like an Americano with no room, mm -hmm. per se, and like we'll just do tall to tall, even then, like, I feel like you can have more water in it. Because um, oftentimes I do my Americanos with extra shots. So I did, you mentioned the, the room thing. Like, mm -hmm. So I did an experiment once of going to several different coffee shops because I, I work from home. Um, so I went to several coffee shops over the course of several months, and I found that if you say to them or if they ask you, uh, do you want room for cream, what is defined as room is there's, there's no difference. No. Like, so the amount of, of liquid in a cup if you say room or no room, you get the same amount. For the most part, yes. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. I'm not speaking about any one particular coffee shop. Like, this is a, a thing that, that no one puts room for, for anything. So I just say no. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it is, it, it's 50-50, though, because, I mean, like... Maybe um, it's, like, region, like, where you live or well, something. I I remember the first time someone asked me for a tall and a grande cup, and I just kept staring at them, and I was like, I don't understand what that means. Right, and it's because they wanted all the room. Yeah. So put sugar yeah. in. And I mean, and then there are also the amazing mornings where someone's been like, I want a tall and a grande cup. Do you want room in that? <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me get that for you. I am so sorry. Um, but, yeah, it, because, I mean, I've had people say no, and so I don't put room in it. And then I watch them dump half the cup out. Right. And then I see them the next time, and I'm like, okay, well, they want, like, half a cup of coffee, and so that's what I put in it, and then they still dump half the cup out. And I'm like, what? what Is do you there want? something about the ritual of dumping out? <laughs> no. It's like um, the, in the, the, uh, the ancient temple. Uh, and it, it talks about this, that there was a wine sacrifice. Right. And so you would pour out wine. And so I wonder if... Um, if, if there's a direct line of descent between pouring out wine on an altar uh, to uh, pouring out coffee at a coffee shop, as well as possibly pouring one out for your homies. That it's all one, I, one line of uh, I, thought that there's some ritual about pouring things out that is meaningful to humanity. I don't know, man. But yeah, so I, I try to be good about it, but I mean, you're rushed, you're tired, you're not paying attention. Right, right. Um, so I think generally it's just baristas are like, yeah, he wants room, put a lid on it, I forgot what's in that cup. Okay, so coffee at home versus making something in a shop versus, I'm going to add a third thing to this, when you go out for coffee. Um, I feel like uh, home is so diverse. There's so many different ways. Like, do you wake up in the morning and think to yourself, like, how am I going to throw down today when I make my coffee? Or do you, do you drink it medicinally where you're just like... You know. I will say having um, twin boys and getting up at about 5.55 to 6 in the morning, if I'm drinking coffee before I manage to wrangle them onto the bus, um, I, 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 am, I am the Antichrist. I do own a Keurig. Um, so for me, it's, <laughs> it's grab a cup and push a button. And push a button, yeah. Um, if I have friends over, I, that's where it's like, okay, I'll pull down the French press. Or then you get those friends that are like, oh, you've got a Keurig? Like, how does this work? And I also generally keep iced coffee in the fridge. So uh -huh. 
Um, then I have the people that are like, I just want iced coffee. Um, cause I was in that camp for a long time. I've just moved back to hot coffee after. Um, what happened that you found your way to. The Keurig. Um, well, and my children are less inclined to pull hot coffee on their heads. Ah, yeah. so this is a very pragmatic thing. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of people that were like, I just don't like cold coffee. And I was like, I just don't like scald, you know, I don't like having to take babies to the emergency room. Right. Fair um, enough. I, well, and. I don't. I, I think this should be family friendly because technically it's a family subject. But I did actually breastfeed, so there were right. many times where it was literally I am trying to get this into my mouth, and I've now poured it on a baby. Right. Um. So there was some very right. pragmatic. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um. But yeah, that and it's getting cold. It's nothing like <laughs> it's hot true. coffee and cold. It's a nice cold January outside <sighs> after about six months of intense burning heat. Oh, so uh, these coffees are staring at us. We have yes. snacks. Yes. All these photos, again, are up on my personal Facebook by the time you hear this. So, um, yeah, so what do we do? What are, how are we so, doing this? So, um, much like Asian restaurants, you want to make a god-awful slurping noise. And is that putting air or something? It's is putting the air, idea? the idea is to spray coffee okay. into your mouth <laughs> like, and to cover your tongue because okay. I... Do believe that I read that it's a myth that there are different taste buds on different parts, but still, like, you know, you have coffees that sit in different places, and like okay. I said, and they're lighter, so it can be like, oh, this this went away. Okay. Um, are we gonna start with the dark? Because this is, is dark. This is dark. This okay. is dark, and it's pour over, and it might be watery. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay. <clears throat> I didn't do that right. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, I'm gonna try it one more time. I think you're better at slurping than I am. It, it is a learned thing, and I was going to say that one of the um, correct... Well, I guess with that said, like, my slurping is better, your Hebrew is better. <laughs> I can't... I keep trying to make it pretty. I keep, like, tying myself in the car, and I'm like, I'm so pretty. Um, but so the main question that people ask in coffee tastings is, what do you taste? Like, what do you taste when it hits your tongue? Um... Because I've not done this long enough. I'm like, I can taste the herbalness. I can taste the earthiness. I don't think I'm as sophisticated as you. It, well, and I mean, like I said, the, the first time I did this, I was like, can I say coffee? And my boss said, yes. So it's kind of like... Whatever the flavor is, it feels like it, it's in my nose. Right. I don't know what you call that. But it's like, it's like I can... Slurping it helps me to smell it. Right, which, ah, oh, yeah, you are supposed to cup and smell. I ruined it. <laughs> you are supposed to smell first. And then, yeah. So, this is where your life will change a little bit, though. Do that again. And then eat the brie. And eat brie. Okay, so this is leftover brie from Shabbat dinner. So, shout out to Matt, I think, bought I the cheese. I have no idea where it came Let's from. Let's say we Matt. Stoked. Matt or whoever it was. Okay, so have a sip, then eat, mm -hmm. eat the breeze. That the deal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whoa. You taste like Whoa. all the crazy herbalness going on. Yeah. That is so wild. Mm-hmm. Okay, so which one is this? Which is the start? This is Komodo. Komodo. And, yeah. Komodo I, plus Brie. Okay. Yeah, like I once read on, I mean, like I said, the bags are always like, hold on, tasting notes, bright with a smooth cocoa finish. Um, and so they'll say things like, pair with chocolate, pair with whatever, and you're like, mm, okay. And then one day I was eating the cheese plate at work and did that and was like, my life is changed! What happened? Um, so that's why I was like, please tell me you have Brie, because that is literally life-changing and you know it, that that is a funny thing about my house is if you say like do you have brie i'll probably pull open the um the little dairy cheese drawer whatever the hell heck it's called and uh there's always some kind of weird cheese from a farmer's market sitting in there so yeah because i have no idea what the other cheese is and i don't know if they'd pair as well but man, yeah i don't know what that really is either good. that was the other so cheese good. that someone brought over and i was like oh apparently plat du fromage is on the menu for this morning so all right okay yeah now here's the thing like the coffee i can't like for whatever reason i can't get feeling super technical about but like i had the coffee and i had a bite of the cheese and then i had the coffee on its own and 
it's almost like I taste the coffee better. Mm-hmm. The, the coffee is more complex. Mm-hmm. When I have cheese taste in my mouth. <laughs> that sounds so incredibly like, no, un, no. I don't know. No, because like I said, the first tasting I ever did was just house one with a blueberry muffin, right? And right. you're like, all right, blueberry muffin. I've had those a thousand times. Like house blends, your basic medium. Right. And so my boss says, Take, taste the coffee. What do you taste? And I'm like, coffee. And he's like, now taste the blueberry muffin. And I'm like, okay. And I looked up and I was like, this is the most awkward thing I've ever said, but I feel like the blueberries are exploding in my mouth. Mm-hmm. They are so juicy. I feel like the... Because now I'm eating just a piece of brie and I haven't had a sip of coffee in a mouth. It's like I can't taste the brie as well. Yeah. 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 And it then, just tastes like milk. Well, and then I will say that there are coffees that... I don't like without pairings. Um, okay. Like I said, I didn't bring any African coffee. I don't generally like African coffee because I don't always like the citrus notes. But okay. um, our Ethiopia, we don't actually carry Ethiopia Sadamo anymore. Now that's just Ethiopia. But the Ethiopia Sadamo was my least favorite coffee and I hated it. Mm-hmm. Unless you paired it with lemon loaf. Then it was life changing. Interesting. And that's the only way I would drink it. Like, people would be like, I'm doing a coffee tasting. I'm like, is there a lemon loaf? They'd be like, yes. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. And I also used to hate the lemon loaf because it used to be dry. They made it not so dry. No, okay, that's, that's good. Delightful. Um, But the Verona is the same way. Don't like Verona. Verona is, by the way, our, like, number one top-selling coffee. Everybody loves Verona. I'm, again, a weird black sheep because I don't <laughs> like it. I mean, I've straight up had my DM look at me because he's like, but it's made up of Yukon and Italian. Do you like those coffees? Yes. But you don't like the blend. Mm-mm. Huh. Hate it. Um, so, but it pairs so well with chocolate. So I'm like, do we have dark chocolate? Can I eat that? Can I eat that and drink Verona? Interesting. But if there's not that, I'm like, no, it's okay. Yeah. Which so, one do we get next? So the second one is medium, uh, and it's the Cassie Cielo. What I wanted to point out is if you look at uh-huh. the, this is pour over. Okay. See how it's not really sticking to the walls? Yeah, sure. Okay. Now. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So. There's like a, yeah, I mean, it's like there's a powdery. Oily. Oily film. film. Yeah. So. On this medium. So we did pour over versus uh, French press. This is. This is French press? This is French press. Okay. And that's, I wanted to show you, because that's what, that's why French press is, I'm doing air quotes, air quotes superior. Okay. um, Because it keeps the, all of the coffee flavor intact. Okay. So it doesn't really Yeah, matter. I mean, it actually literally looks glossy on top. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, huh. So, okay. again, with the slurping. See, and that one, to me, is already gone. Like, it's not hanging out on the top at all. So this tastes kind of like, so now I guess I'm getting it. This tastes kind of herbally to me. There is going to be some herbalness to it. Um, but then I feel like I'm getting hit with a hammer afterwards. Like, I feel like it's it's light, and then all of a sudden this thing, like, creeps up on me. Well, as I was going to say, when I smell it, I smell the lemon. Is what I actually smell. I mean, obviously coffee, but, like, if you yeah. were to, like, put a little bit of, like, lemon zest in it. Um, so I heard somewhere that uh, there is a culture that does that. That does like lemon slices with espresso or something. Uh, I feel like I heard it was. No, maybe it was. It's, someone at work was actually talking about that. So they we have uh, freeze dried lime slices. Okay. And they, I think they threw it into their espresso, and they were like, "Okay, I get where they were coming from. I will never do this again." Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah. Shout out. Is it the Viennese? Maybe I was gonna say shout out to my coworker Emily Britton because I think she was the one. That was talking about it. Is it Emily or Zana? Whatever. I'm going to go to work tonight and be like, who did that? So we can edit the podcast. (laughs) Well, no. Well, not edit, but add notes. Um, So, chocolate. Okay, cool. So we have chocolate babka that my wife bought um, that was going to be part of the potluck. Um, but, uh, someone else had brought dessert and I was like, you know what? That's cool. I am going to hide this in the fridge. So, okay. So we are having the Cassie Cielo. Yes. Am I saying that right? With chocolate pastry. Yay. And I mean, just as a, in case you're like, what's that mean? It is Spanish for almost heaven. So. Oh, really good. I'm part. Yeah, I think I'm getting this coffee tasting thing, mm-hmm. but 
I think I'm getting it from the other end. Mm-hmm. Like, meaning, like, I'm tasting the food differently. Right. Um, than tasting the coffee. The upside of coffee tastings is there is no wrong way to taste coffee. Um, what I will say is, I mean, obviously we're talking, which is how the coffee got cold, which is fine. Um, what I wish, though, is, so... I know, we were like, let's not name drop Starbucks. And I'm like, whatever, doing it all Yeah, I know, that kind of went away in about five seconds. But um, they used to have this thing called the Scent Lab. Mm-hmm. And the Scent Lab was so cool. Because like I said, you're supposed to smell the coffee, right? And then slurp. And um, so, again, if something said it was cocoa or smoky, like you were supposed to smell that and then smell your coffee. Well, the problem is if the coffee smells smoky and then you smell the smoke, you're like, I don't know, am I smelling it? So then if you did something like the French roast is really dark and smoky. So, you know, they had a floral scent. If you were to sniff the floral and then smell the French roast, it smelled like being punched in the face. It was horrible. And you were like, what is, oh, oh no, no. So, I mean, it was kind of the same thing where you were like, oh, whoa, whoa, everything makes, but I mean, but that was from a scent perspective. Right. So, I mean, that's where I'm like, there's really no wrong way. Because you can come at it from so many different angles. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, I want to try an experiment. So, okay. just had some chocolate. This this chocolate babka, which is basically brioche. It's chocolate chocolate um, swirled through brioche. So it's very okay. eggy. It's like challah, but with more egg in it and more sugar. Okay, so just did that. I am now going to try a piece of the cheese that was supposed to bring out the notes in the previous one, and I want to see if it just, like, is so off. Like, if it's just wrong on some I'm going to try the stinky cheese, and that way I can get back to on that one, too. It tastes more like milk. It doesn't taste the way that the other one did. Because I felt like with that first one that we tried, the Komodo, I mean, it was like I tasted cheese for the first time in my life. Right. Yeah, see, this, it's doing the same thing even to the stinkier one. It's just muting it out. Um, I wish I had Thanksgiving Blend. Thanksgiving Blend is actually really cool. It is also a... Um, so I didn't mean to mention that there is... You can take green, because by the way, coffee is green. Uh-huh. You can take green... You know, African beans and green Indonesian beans and just smoosh them all together and roast them, right? Okay. That, that's a pre-blend roast. Okay. A post-blend roast is, oh, well, I have this really nice Kenyan coffee. I wonder what it would taste like with this other coffee over here that's already been roasted. Let me slam them together and see what happens. Thanksgiving is a post-roast of our Guatemala, just our regular Guatemala blend and the regular Sumatra, not aged, not whatever. And it's my favorite. But it's my favorite because it's made to pair with sweet. Okay. And savory. That's why it's called Thanksgiving. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's Thanksgiving because they put it out every year on Thanksgiving. But the idea is, you know, if you were to, you know, eat it with your sage stuffing and your, you know. uh, Right. I guess, what, mashed potatoes and gravy? Like, it's going to work. Right. So. Wow. Which I haven't done. I keep meaning to do it. But again, like, I'm the only coffee drinker in my house. So it seems really dumb to be like, I'm going to do this really fancy coffee tasting within an entire Thanksgiving dinner. By myself. <laughs> <laughs> I made myself an entire green bean casserole. Watch as I eat one tiny piece. Like, <laughs> I, I wanted to do it, I just haven't. That cheese is so good. Anyway. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I, haven't, I don't have a favorite yet. Because it seems like it's two different things. Yes. And I mean, and that's where it takes drinking a lot of it. And right, I have to had. To develop a palate. A lot. <laughs> like, we have what are called coffee passports at work, and okay. I have never completely finished a coffee passport. Wow. Because I will fill out three coffees, lose it, <laughs> get another coffee passport, start the same place, fill out another three, lose it, find the original coffee passport, decide I'm going to do two more coffees. Both, you know, passports now have just moved or been thrown away, and then a new coffee passport's come out. Nice. So I have had all... This is how they get you. Yeah. So I've had all the coffees. I just... Ever. Never finished. So I signed up for an app called Libations so that I could track all of the coffees that I had. And I thought I was really into this, but um, I did it for like probably 
four weeks, right. something like that. And <clears throat> the problem that I had is that the app did not have all of the um, coffee companies of the coffee right. that I drink. So um, the stuff that I, I buy from some small shops around here and things like that. So I had to like keep adding them in, and right. like it didn't, it just didn't work very well. And then I reached a point where I was like, you know what? I, I don't need this many apps in my life. Right. I think I can dial this back. Right. But uh, yeah, I tried to be all all fancy with it, and it really just ended up with me saying things like. Um, Oh, I don't know. It was things like I ground, you know, my coffee too fine today. Right. It, it the libations app it, it turned into a mirror on my own failings as a human being, <laughs> as opposed to a way a way of like studying what kind of coffee I wanted. Well, and I will say that's why <laughs> coffee tastings are more fun with friends, right? Because you know, when you're in front of your boss, you're like, oh, what really a fantastic word can I use to say that this tastes right? Yeah. What, I did a coffee tasting with one of my coworkers when we put out the Via, and his literal description of, I think it was the Columbia Via, was, it smells like hot dogs. It smells like hot dogs. And then everybody at the table stopped, and they were like, it smells like hot dogs. Is that just a roasting smell or something that would make that? Roast and oil? It's possible. I mean, because the Via Or it's the hot dogs. Well, as you say, Via is micro-ground and, like, it's the fancy, like, not instant, but instant coffee. And I will shout out that it is actually good. When it came out, I was skeptical, much like our K-Cups, I was skeptical. I was like, this can't be good. Um, Because even with the Keurig, like, I'd had K-Cups before from other brands that I won't I mean, I won't say anything bad about them because people who like them like them. But, you know, I would drink them and I was like, well, this tastes like brown water. So if I had to do it over again, when my wife and I went to Israel, I knew that Israelis were really into um, instant coffee. Right. Um, but they don't do Starbucks there. Right. And I've heard that there was like two or three Starbucks in Israel that opened and they closed down very quickly. Like Israelis just were not into it, which was hilarious because there was this thing going on for a while that like Starbucks was anti-Semitic, which I thought was hilarious because Howard Schultz. Right. Right. Like right. just, I just, I loved, I loved that like anything that can exist in the world yes. is going to be an anti-Semitic conspiracy. I'm sure there's an anti-Semitic conspiracy about like the bag, the, the paper right. bag that right. you brought yes. over with the stuff in it. So anyway, so um, so I knew Israelis didn't like Starbucks, and I and I knew um, that they were really into two things. So one is either really great coffee, right? Amazing coffee, like um, yeah, just like profoundly good, or the most garbage instant coffee I've ever tasted. And the garbage instant coffee, I think, comes from the fact that um, Israel. So Friday night through uh, Saturday evening, you have Shabbat, um, and uh, it is a custom, it is a belief, I should say, within orthodoxy that you, when you are observing Shabbat, you can't filter. Mm. So you can't make coffee, right? right? So you'll have urns of hot water, right. and you'll have, um, you'll have spoons of uh, uh, instant coffee, and you just spoon right. it and you stir it, right? So I think this is where the Israeli thing about uh, instant coffee came from. I don't know if that's true, but that's my own theory. Um, there, there is a second theory I can actually go okay, that, Okay, go for it. Because, um, I mean, I know, granted it was the 1940s, but I know a lot of the Israeli Jews were coming from Europe. Mm-hmm. Europe, while being, again, the birthplace of coffee... Like, if you go to London, right? because they're so into tea, you're going to get instant coffee. That's interesting. And most, I mean, so that's why we put out Via was not because we really thought that our customers were too busy. I mean, like, these are people who come in three, four, 12 times a day. Like, right. they're not too busy to stop for coffee. This right. was to catch the, you know, international market who, wow. instead of, you know, doing all these fancy home, I mean, because I guess... Like, whereas we can sit and go, <laughs> those craft beer drinkers. Like, I'm guessing Europe's going, <laughs> those weird coffee drinkers. Like, why don't you just get it out of a can and stir it? So it's it was too... That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because when we, when we were drinking coffee in Israel, 
Um, my favorite coffee was actually the fast food coffee okay. from a place called Kofix. And then there's another place that is their competitor that has a name exactly like that. So there's Kofix, and then there's Kofis, I think right, is right. the name of it. And the, the idea is great. So it's, um, you go into this place, there's maybe like five seats. Right. Um, and it's five shekels, which is, I think, about a buck twenty-five. Okay. And you get whatever you want that is a beverage or a snack. So it's like, okay, so if you order four things, it's 20 shekels. Right. So if you go in and you order a cappuccino, it's one size. Right. So if you want, like, double that, if you want a venti cappuccino, right. you would order two cappuccinos. Two cappuccinos. <laughs> yeah. Because it's one cup, right? A, a Coca-Cola costs the same as hot water and a bag for tea. Nice. It's all one thing. But the Kofix coffee is actually surprisingly good. Okay. Uh, and I dug it because it was so freaking cheap. Right. But uh, uh, the uh, Israelis get the good uh, coffee from Italy. Right. Because, I mean, geographically, it's like shipping coffee from Italy is no big deal. Right. Uh, right. So, so that's my Israel coffee well, whatever story. Like I said, since I sadly have not been to Israel yet, my Palestinian friend said something similar where, you know, she was like, you know, everybody, when they think of Israel, they think of like, oh, well, you've got, you know, Jerusalem and you've got Palestinians. And she was like, yeah, it's more like, and then you got Jews and you've got Armenians and then there's uh -huh. those Ethiopians and then uh -huh. there's Palestinians. And you and have a sizable Asian population. You have right. workers who come from um, Vietnam and uh, other countries, and Israel is just the place where they go to work. So I'd be I'm curious, actually, what the size of the Buddhist population in Israel is, <laughs> because larger than people think. Yeah, that's all I can think. I would agree with that. And it's a combination of the workers plus the number of Jews who who are Buddhists, right? right? right. <laughs> the Jews. Right. Well, and I mean, because as I have told Patrick before, my dear friend Summer has told me, you know, she was like, yeah, if you ever want to, you know, go to Jerusalem and see the home city and I want to go eat with you. Yeah, totally. And up. I mean, straight we, up. we've talked about like stopping and picking like figs straight off the tree. Totally. And totally. so, um, when she said she was coming back, she was like, well, what do you want me to bring you back? And so I was like, what do you bring back from Jerusalem? And I was like, um, Summer, all I have learned is that there are all of these places that I need to eat because, mm -hmm. like, they're owned by everybody and everything is delicious and I need it in my face. Crazy thing about the produce in Israel, it's actually grade B. It's not wow. grade A because Israel, small country, they mm -hmm. kind of don't have a lot going on. Right. Um, they ship out most of their good produce. Okay. So what you buy there that is sort of their grade B or whatever, I don't know what it's actually called, but they're slightly subpar right. commercially, it tastes like sunshine. So <laughs> I can't I can't imagine what like a good clementine in Israel or a good pomegranate must taste like because some dirtbag in Germany is getting it. Right. You know? well, and that, I mean, and that was the thing was, um, I had not, I mean, like, I grew up in America. What's a fig? It comes in a fig Newton, right? Right, like, right. And so I think it was my mother-in-law was like, you want a fig? And I'm like, of course I want a fig. Um, and now, having had figs and then having Summer be like, well, you know you can get them fresh. I'm like, I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like, I can't. Because um, I had a friend try one of my figs that I just picked at Fresh Market. And she was yeah. like, no, this is terrible. It's mealy and disgusting. So I'm like... Okay, if you think my fig that I love is bad... What must you be having? And I'm like, and what must it be like in Israel where it's sunshine and birds and rainbows? Yeah, it's and like, like something out of a Disney movie. And there are doves with like... Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that's how it goes. That's how exactly, it's yeah. exactly. So, All right, so third cup. So what are we at now? This, this is the is, veranda? This is the veranda. It's a okay. blonde roast. We <clears throat> made it again to... Compete in the market um, with Dunkin' Donuts okay. and lighter coffee. Yeah, fingers. I mean, it, it looks, it doesn't have the little thing on it the... It doesn't have any of the thing. Even the color is almost orange. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to say it was lighter, but I, I didn't know if that was no, like a, a thing. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a thing. Um, I mean, and I brought Patrick, like, the whole beans and forgot to bring whole bean blonde. And you can even look at the grounds. I don't like this, but I will do this for Patrick, for science, for coffee. It literally is like licking a lemon. It tastes like tea. 
It tastes like, um, yeah, like lemon zinger or like, um, it tastes like, okay, this is, re- okay, maybe I'm getting it now. <laughs> maybe I'm getting it. Okay. When, oh, I remember one time when I was a little kid, I didn't know that the peel on like an orange or a lemon didn't taste right. like candy. So like you would taste the pulpy, you know, like right. you peel lemon and then you would take the peel and then like if you tasted the the, the inner part, the rind right. part, that's what it tastes like. It tastes like the rind. Yes. Not like a lemon or a lime or an orange, but it tastes like the rind. Yes. And that that's is... That's weird. And like I said, and that is the true testament to a light roast, is that it's so sour. Is this the one that pairs with the nuts? Is mm-hmm. that what we figured out? So normally you do almonds. I Yeah, almonds we didn't are, have are a staple in my life. Um, so we're going to try it with walnuts. We'll see what happens. And um, these are roasted. These were roasted at home. So I don't know if that'll make a difference or not, but... Oh, yeah, see, instantly better. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, so much better. So much better. Whoops. Ah. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I had a few of these I, I worked out this morning because I'm starting to go in that direction. And uh, I had a, a, a bite of a few of these just to give me some energy. And they taste different. Mm-hmm. Like, they already tasted great because we bought them in bulk and then... My wife roasted them in the in the oven, so they already tasted super oily and good. Um, but they taste different with mm-hmm. the coffee. Yeah, honestly, I think that what this is teaching me is that, um, yeah, like I want to be able to taste all the notes and all that. And it wasn't until I tasted the light one that I kind of got it. Yeah, maybe because I had to try a few times. But um, the food, mm-hmm. like something about the food, tastes different. Yeah. Yep. And you know, this makes sense because when my wife and I got married, we saved up, we didn't really go on a honeymoon, and we saved up our money, and then we went on um, a honeymoon to Italy, like six months later. And she made me go on a wine tour, Mm -hmm. and I thought, like, I had a very sort of everybody loves Raymond moment with the tour where I'm like, oh God, I already see what this is going to be like. I'm going to be stuck on a bus with a bunch of tourists. And there's going to be some, you know, jerk who's going to mm-hmm. be like, you know, you know, and this is this coffee. I don't know. I'm, I can't do an Italian accent. It sounds French. But, um, yeah, you know, this wine is blah, 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 blah. And it's going to be so ridiculous and over the top. Um, but I actually had a really good time. Right. And a lot of things you're talking about with the coffee, it's the same, same deal, right? right. It's the same, you know, uh, types of, of concepts of taste. But I always wondered, they gave us food. Right. The food was very simple. Okay. It was pasta, uh, salad, uh, cheese, whatever. Right. I mean, we've got a farmer's market 10 minutes from here. Right. You could go pick up that stuff if you wanted to. But it tasted amazing. Right. And I thought it was like, oh, because they have this like far superior olive oil and all these other things. Maybe that's true. I'm kind of wondering, though, if it's because if you're tasting all of this wine right and then you're tasting food that's supposed to go with it or that's been found to go well with it if the the alcohol or the coffee or whatever brings out the taste and that's what makes you think the food tastes better it's probably that um and i i did forget to cover mouthfeel but meh. it feels good yeah yeah as I say, it feels like coffee it feels, <laughs> it feels like, like liquid it feels like liquid it feels like whatever but i mean really mouthfeel is something that you're going to get more with wines um, because you deal with things like tannins. And you'll also get it with tea because black tea has tannins. Um, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I learned that my friend is a... Uh, I'm going to ruin it because I don't speak French. I speak French about as well as I speak Hebrew. Um, but he's a sommelier somewhere. You nailed it. Did I? Okay. I learned that in in Italy. I always feel like there's more like in it that I just can't. It's, and the sommelier was like 20, and all of the ladies loved him. Oh, my goodness. That's my I friend. almost lost my wife and in that, Italy uh, to a 20-year-old uh, 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 sommelier. That, that's my friend Nathan. Like, he shows up, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, I went to, you know, AIA, and I know everything about wine, and I work in this... Fa- well, I mean, when I met him, he worked at Publix. Um, right. Because fa- our East Cobb Publix is really... Like, I'm not joking. It is really fancy. Yeah, these, these, these uh, grocery stores, conventional... 
like big box grocery stores, it's now like, here's our artisanal cheese section. Right. Which I want to be all in favor of, but then at the same time, I'm kind of like, wait, so we're were these little shops punking me the whole time about cheese? Like, they were like, oh, this has to come from the such and such, and that's why it's so expensive. And then I go to Kroger or Publix, and I'm like, that's a third of the price. Hmm. Well, I will say this, um, because as you've seen, my husband eats things. Yeah. Um, uh, just random. Yeah, shout out to your husband who gets gets uh, people to read a blog about yes. snacks. Yes, uh, I am married to Michael Fahey of Kotaku, and he does snack taku, which means we eat many things that are very strange. Um, but the other day I saw poutine pizza, and I was like, Mike. Poutine pizza. Mike. Mike. <laughs> this needs to happen. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but we could make it. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, speaking of the farmer's market, we were like, well, do we trek from Roswell down to your DeKalb farmer's market? Like, right. what do we do? So, he's taking me to work the other day, and I pop into the fancy Murray's Kroger cheese section. More air quotes for the fancy, because, I mean, like I said, we're in East right. Cobb. It's a bunch of old, rich, white people, so they need their fancy cheese. It's true. I used to live there before it was as old and as fancy as it is now. Yes. So, I, like, poked my head around, and I was like, I don't need it right now. I was like, but I've heard rumors that Murray's carries cheese curds. I was like, do you carry cheese curds? And she was like, oh, yeah, we've got, you know, cheddar cheese curds all the time. <laughs> so there's a part of me that's like, darn you box chain groceries for stealing from the tiny man. But then there's the other part of me that's like, sweet, I don't have to drive to the cat farmer's market. Right, fair enough. Fair um, enough. Although they apparently have really cheap up fat. At the know. farmer's market? Mm-hmm. Probably. As they saying, have very cheap everything. I buy Zatar, which is, um, yes. it's an Israeli um, oregano, basically. Or it's kind of, it's got sesame seeds in it, whatever the case may be. Um, and I buy this gigantic large container for $1.50. No, that's where I get, um, not that I'm vegan, obviously, since I was like, please let me put all the cheese in my face. Um, but... I learned my kids love popcorn, which is why there was random popcorn uh, uh-huh. at Shabbat because I forgot yeah. to open it for them. But then I realized they'd probably sprinkle it across your living room. Right. Um, but so I started pan popping it when okay. I was feeling fancy, which is the other reason I want the duck fat, duck fat popcorn. Oh my God. Yeah. That right? sounds insane. Right. Um, but so someone was like, yeah, you know, the, the vegan yeast flake things, no, nutritional no. yeast. Can't do it. Um, well, I bought it because I was like, my kids eat a total of six foods, maybe. Right. So I was like, okay, adding more protein into their diet. It's not a bad idea. Vegan cheese flakes. If they like them, yeah, like container, it, it must yeah. have been like a half gallon or something for, I think, $2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Place is great. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, so it's not like, you know, I don't want to drive there. It's just that parking lot. <laughs> I think that's the you have, you have to go at like nine thirty in the morning. Yes, that's the but during the week. Yeah, so we had as um, well. So my wife had MLK Day off, oh, and oh. I had basically a half day. So we took her my half day, her full day um, to uh, go grocery shopping because normally we do it on Sundays. Right, and it is it's a madhouse. But yeah, Monday piece of cake in and out twenty minutes. Right. Um, yeah, it was totally rad. Yeah, because I think Mike and I. He must have been on his old schedule because he's usually off Thursday, Fridays, which is why I will slowly work to get him to Shabbat. Nice. Um, but Did you hear that, buddy? <laughs> slowly, you're going to find your way over to this house. I mean, it's food. Like, it's food. I want to, so if he reviews snacks, I'm wondering if I could come up with a bunch of really weird Israeli snacks and, and ask him to review them. He probably if he, would. If he would be into that. If people that, that read his blog would, the blog he works for, um, um, if they would be into that. There's got to be Jewish nerd gamers. There's oh, there gotta are. There's got to be. I mean, so yeah. yeah. Like, that's got to be a thing. That's got to be a thing. Like, okay, we're going to work on that. I'm going to work on that at the day job. Um, you want to learn something uh, very, just to close us out, um, very Jewy that yes. uh, works with coffee? So there's food blessings. Okay, so each different kind of food, like there's categories of food. It's like the food pyramid. Um, There's categories of food, and different categories have different blessings. So um, there's one for bread. uh, So Baruchat Adonai Elohim HaKolam, that part. Hamotzi Lechem Men Haaretz. So blessed are you, Lord our God, sovereign of the universe, or king, or whatever language you want to use. Who brings forth um, uh, lechem, 
bread min haaretz uh, uh, from the earth, right? So, like, that's a thing. Um, so, but there's also different blessings for different foods, and there's one blessing called shehakol, and it's a blessing that basically, like, <laughs> it's the lazy man's blessing that Ooh. if if a food does not fit into another category, you say shehakol. So what's really cool about coffee is that it fits into this shehakol sort of um, catch-all. But here's the thing. So it's, and there's two different ways you can say it. I'm going to say it one way, and people can troll me and say I said it wrong, whatever. So, Baruch Atalanai, Elohim Machalam, Shehakol Nehiyah Bidvaru. Okay, here's what it means Blessed are you, Lord our God, sovereign of the universe, who brings forth all things. Nice! The blessing for coffee is who brings forth everything. Like, yes. everything. So, when I think about coffee, and I think about, like, the chain of coffee, which you know a lot better than I do, obviously, but the fact that it is a thing grown in a ground, it's like a cherry. Right. You have the, the skin and the flesh, and the, uh, the pulp, I guess, or whatever you call it, the fruit. Yeah. I guess, the berry part. Yeah, because I think it's... Uh, you uh, take, I'm the worst coffee master. I've so you take this. that part off, and right. then you have the green bean. Yes. Then you got to roast that. Yes. And by the way, you have to get all of this to wherever it does what it does, right? There, so you yeah, got there's drying processes and like, and that's a whole other yeah, that's like profile a, thing that I was like, I'm not going to go into. Not that even get it's into too it. much. It's too so much. you got to take this green bean that's already had to go through 20 different steps to get to that point. Then you got to sort it and roast it, and then you got to package it, and then you got to get it to the coffee shop or in the person's hands, whatever. And you know that took hundreds and hundreds of people to pull that off, and then it's going to get to you ground up, and then you have to do this process, whether it's the uh, the French press or the pour over or the espresso shot, whatever, and you got to put it in a cup. And by the way, it took even more people just to get to that because someone had to make the machine, someone had to make the cups, whatever. The water, there had to be water from somewhere, right? right? Getting water to people, as we all know, when I did my little fundraiser for my birthday, getting water to people, a very basic, simple idea, is impossibly difficult. So we have to do that. We have to get the water. And then you look at this light roast, and, and I look at it, and I'm like, this is, in fact, all things. Yes. And what do you do in the morning? You have your coffee, but what do people call it? The morning ritual. Yes. So that pings my theology religion brain right you know that that part that sits next to the mammal brain and the sitting and <laughs> watching netflix brain all the little brains that nature compiled together for me into one head um and it's truly incredible right right and so then on top of all of that that's just the beverage that doesn't even include the context right, right. of here are you and i right who met nine years ago ten years ago yeah having this coffee yep like that is a whole lot that is all things right in one shot right and i mean to to also bring it back to you know judaism for a minute like the thing the reason i got a cure was because i'm the only coffee drinker and that is really hard for me because mm. to me coffee is a person, I mean, it's a personal thing. Like, I love the summertime, you know, putting, well, sure. more like me, but, you know, putting the kids on the bus, watching yeah. the sunrise, you know, having that morning moment of zen. Mm -hmm. But there is nothing greater than coming together, you know, with people in your community, with friends, with your mm -hmm. parents. I mean, because I come from a long line of coffee drinkers who will fight you over which is better, <laughs> community or Folgers, but because I do have family from Louisiana and... Oh, community coffee's a yeah. religion down there. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I, I've talked to people and they're like, oh, you mean the chicory coffee? I'm like, oh, Speedy, no. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm talking about community and they're like, that step, that BP brews? And I'm like, no, just go away. You don't understand. <laughs> go away. So, I mean, like, my dad, I, I'll probably have to tag my dad on, on Facebook with this because he'll get a kick out of it. Because yeah. he, I mean... He was the one that got me into the coffee house culture um, yeah. because Louisiana still has coffee call, but back in the, well, coffee call. Anyway, um, but so back in the day, it, you know, it made beignets and you had like these three huge urns, one with hot chocolate, one with like, I think regular coffee and then one with, you know, the actual coffee, like, like right. you got milk and coffee together out of the same urn. 
Right. And so we would go, he would get uh, the newspaper, hand me the funnies. I would usually drink, I don't know, juice or milk or whatever. Right. And that's what we would do. And there was an artist in the corner, and my dad eventually like knew everybody behind the line. And yeah. now he goes to the brouhaha. So shout out to brouhaha, which I haven't been to because I'm a terrible daughter, whatever. Um, but he knows everybody there, you know, and it's it's that same community, that same ritual that every Sunday dad mm-hmm. goes to brouhaha, gets his cup of coffee, sees all the same people. and Right. So, like I said, I'm fine with being the solo coffee drinker in my house, but it's, it's a very communal thing, and it's, I think... You know, like, I really like the communal aspect of Judaism, so I, it's, it's very lockstep for me. It's a very, like I said, it, it, it needs to be shared. You should never drink coffee alone. It's a sad day when you do. <laughs> it's why so many regulars become friends. We watch people drink coffee alone, and we're like, can we sit with you? You're making us sad. <laughs> we think you're sad. Are you sad? Oh, no, you're working? Okay, just kidding. Just kidding. But, Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we will leave it at that. Thank you so much for hanging out with me in my kitchen Thank and you for making me, me crazy amounts of coffee. Even though I worked out, I think I now have to go run on a treadmill because yeah. the caffeine is yeah. is jacking on my brain. So um, I promise that episode six will eventually happen, and I don't even remember what it was going to be about. So, <laughs> uh, so I leave you with uh, outro music by BenSound.com. Thanks a lot. Thank <laughs> you.